0: Welcome to the CSU Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Golden. I serve here at the school as the Executive Director of Alumni and Development. Thanks for sitting in on our conversation that I'm having with Dr. Jim Lytle, our CSU President, and our guest, Mike Shaw. Many of you know Mike Shaw uh, from his time here at the school. He's a 1992 graduate, and he went on to coach for almost two decades here at the school before going up to Albany, New York uh, to serve at Administrator at McKeel Christian Academy. Uh, Mike's a good friend, and I love his passion for God and for CSU. So I, I think you're going to enjoy this conversation with our very own Mike Shao. Well,
1: here we are with Mike Shao. Mike's one of those uh, Baptist Bible College, Clark Summit University celebrities. People who know you, Mike, uh, say, man, I wish I could have just a, a little bit of the discipline that guy has. I wish I had a little bit of the drive that guy has. So we thought it'd be fun just to talk to you for a few minutes and maybe do a little bit of history uh, from the past. And, and uh, we are going to look at how God's shaped you and, and what his plans are for you. Uh, we're here with also with Paul Golden, our Executive Director of Alumni Relationships and Development. Hi, Paul. Hey, Jim. Hey, Mike. Good to be on. Well, Mike, we ought to start by asking you, when was it that you found Clark Summit University? I mean, did you come as a typical 18-year-old?
2: Uh, well, I came as a typical 18-year-old, but God used Jim Huckabee. I came here to basketball camp after my sophomore year in high school, met Coach Huckabee, and my dad was so impressed with Coach Huckabee and what he saw here at the school that he, God led in his heart, a year later, that he resigned from his job at Word of Life. Uh, What did he do up there? He was their business manager. Okay. He he came down here to get uh, a Bible degree, pastoral degree, degree. what was it? To get a degree in pre-seminary, and he, at that time, wanted to become a pastor. So, we moved Uh, After my junior year of high school, down here to Clark Summit, we lived in Tall Timbers Trailer Park in Factoryville. And uh, so my dad came here to go to school. And then I came a year after. I graduated from high school, took a year off and worked. Came here in the fall, I believe, of 1988. Where did you meet Paul Golden along the
1: way? I know you guys are buddies.
2: I met Paul in Kristen Dorm uh, when I was a junior in college. Paul was in, uh, we were on the same floor together. I was on middle floor, and Paul was on middle floor, opposite, di- diagonal of each other. And uh,
1: well, I, I heard once you had a program to to help
2: Paul get up early and pray while he stayed in his room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I actually, I didn't know Paul, but Paul and I were at the same place for the Ross Corners tournament when we were both in high school. Uh, yes, uh, Greg Barons and I, my junior year, second semester, we, in the middle of the night, Grabbed a soda machine, the whole big machine, and pushed it up from the bottom stair, bottom floor. Pushed it up the stairs, blocked the doorway of Paul's suite. And then um, before we had put the soda machine there, we took a vacuum that uh, would not turn off by the switch, and uh, we got a bunch of extension cords, and we uh, plugged that thing in, ran the extension cords all through the dorm. And uh, put that soda machine there and then plugged in the vacuum. So I probably guess to make two thirty three o'clock in the morning. That vacuum went off inside their suite and they couldn't get out because the soda machine blocked the doorway.
0: <laughs> that, I was one of was- men- that was one of many pranks that Greg and Mike did.
2: Well, you got to tell sure us how you got so out. Much- Paul.
0: I don't remember. I think they were merciful. And someone finally came and unplugged the uh, the vacuum cleaner to so go back to sleep. But I'm not sure who moved it back.
2: Well, Rich McCool was in that suite. He's a pretty big boy. Maybe he moved it. Well, that would do it. I, yeah, think I was in one the, of
1: our dorm daughters.
2: I think I escaped up into the drop ceiling somewhere. <laughs> so <laughs> I hid. <laughs> I'm sure that's the
1: only time anything like that ever happened while you were at BBC. Uh,
2: unfortunately, no.
0: <laughs> I'm sure if Greg and Mike put as much time and effort into studies as they did pranks, they would have been valedictorian and salutatorian. <laughs> But they Uh, weren't.
2: That's quite true.
0: But we had a lot of fun.
1: (laughs) Which is part of it. And you're a high school basketball player who came here.
2: Uh, Now, you you came to camp with Coach Huckabee. So he was your first coach? No. um, Really? Coach Huckabee had left, I want to say, the year that we moved here.
0: That's right. He went to Christian Heritage College, didn't he?
2: Right. Russ Howard was the basketball coach when we moved here that year. And then so I had the privilege of playing four years for Coach Howard, who I still keep in touch with to this day. Uh, We talk, if not every other week, we we talk often. If
1: we'd done one of these uh, like Rorschach tests where they hold up a shape, if I would have held up a picture of Russ Howard, what comes to your mind? What do you think of?
2: I think of a man that loved the Lord, loved his family and loved people. Had a lot of good times with him. Sometimes you know, in those pranks and things, he which I did quite often, even within the team, I'm sure he got irritated with me, but he always had great patience with me. He to this day he calls me partner.
1: Oh yeah. And he was such a he was such a people developer. Mm. Uh, he, he had a vision for what a what a guy could become if yes. somebody was just willing to put their arm around him and take him on a little bit.
2: Yes. Which was what I'll, he did for me.
0: I'll brag on Coach Howard and Schall. They In 1992, Mike's senior year is the year that they won the national championship with Derek Mosier and Mike Shaw. I forget the other guys on the team. but Robbie Stearns, kind of,
1: Keith Overholt, Chris Storr. That's quite a bunch of names right there. It's cool guys. So you got through college, um, got your bachelor's in uh, prankology and basketball. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> what, what what was your major, Mike?
2: Uh, so I got my bachelor's in Bible. And okay. Health and physical education. Okay, so did you uh, go teach? I did. My first year out, I taught phys ed at Summit Christian okay. Academy. Really? At the elementary. I taught for one year. Okay. Pastor Austin was my boss. Um, he was the principal over there, and I taught there for a year, and then I was I, I was able to. There was a transition. Coach Howard left after my senior year and went to then Practical Bible College, now Davis College. Well, what was Davis College? To be their coach. Coach Huckabee had come back in the process, so Coach Huckabee became the coach. And so I was an assistant coach for Coach Huck. And I taught at Summit. And then um, in the fall, the next year, Coach Huckabee offered me a job in admissions. And I began, I worked in admissions and was his assistant coach again for that year. By
1: that time, we'd taken off for South Africa. So I was away for a few years. And when I came back to campus, I would hear stories about the way that Mike Shaw saved money while he was out recruiting for the school. Were any of those stories true?
2: They're true. I don't know what stories you heard. I heard about um, sleeping in the car. I would sleep in my car sometimes to help save the school money. And I, you know, I'd take a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter. And um, I wanted to help our school. I love our school.
1: I wanted to try to help. Now, that's part of why Paul and I are here, because n- nobody ever told you to sleep in your car or take a loaf of bread and that peanut butter and jelly, but it, it's, it's what's in your heart. And, you know, I've, I've watched you as a coach. Uh, I've watched you as an athletic director. And now I'm seeing you in the new role that we'll ask you about in a few minutes, but uh, there's something that Jesus Christ has done for you. Mm. That just affects everything else you do, the, the way you think and your desire to, to serve him and all that. When you look over the, how many years did you coach and head
2: coach for us here? So I had the privilege to be an assistant coach for two years and then head coach for 20. So I was here in, in for 22 years in, in some form of coaching. Did you
1: ever count up how many guys you had on teams over those years? No, I didn't.
2: I, I try to keep in touch with a lot of them. We, we text a lot, email, um, FaceTime. We still communicate, pray for them. I, I don't keep track. I don't have a number.
0: Not it a was bunch. neat to see a couple of years ago when they had the Hall of Honor uh, where you and a few others were inducted to see how many of your former players came back to kind of honor you. And to me, that that said a lot uh, of your impact, not just on the court, but really off the court, making them young men into adults and teaching them how to live, not just how to play basketball, but how to succeed at life. So that to me was awesome. What, what, do you, you have any thoughts about that night?
2: Oh, that was a special evening. It was humbling. Those guys were very, it was very encouraging and uh, just stirred my heart, again, not only for them, but for this school. Uh, And it it was, it was very humbling and it was great to see them all.
0: Wasn't that part of your kind of call back, you know, after you coached here for 22 years, you left to go up to New York state to be an administrator at McKeel Christian Academy up in the Albany area. But was that night, was that kind of how God kind of tugged on your heart to come return to campus, return to CSU?
2: Yes, absolutely. God was already beginning to move in us, uh, my wife and I. Coming back that night and seeing those guys, I believe I I said, we've always loved this school and it's had a huge impact in our life. And uh, the opportunity to serve here is something that we didn't take for granted. Those guys being here, you know, leaders influence and and seeing that God used us in the lives of all those guys was was quite encouraging. And, And gave us a burden back here for the school.
1: Now, this morning we got together because of your new job. What's what's your new title, Mike?
2: I am the Recruitment and Relations Administrator uh, here at CSU. So what that means is I get the opportunities to go to schools and churches and preach, share God's word, and then talk about the Christ-centered, career-ready approach here at CSU and see if we can uh, service, be of a service to young people that are looking for an education that we can offer.
1: So I saw you with those two young men that came by this morning uh, with you. And then, you know, thinking about all the guys that went through the basketball team, you know, I was thinking, you know, with the basketball guys, you're thinking, okay, I've got to teach technique. What were you thinking spiritually?
2: What was your approach going to be in order to help guys grow? Yes. Uh, well, you know, dad used to tell me, he who holds all the gold makes all the rules with the basketball team. I knew they loved basketball and I, it would be our prayer as a couple that we would use basketball to point people to Christ. And so when I was coaching here, I would meet with each guy each week for half an hour. We would be accountable. I would disciple them. I'd ask them how they're doing reading their Bible. And they would say, good, define good. Two days this week. Well, that's not good if you ate, two, if you ate twice this week. That's not a good week. Not only, and I would write it all down. Where, where they were reading, what they were reading, how we can apply it to their life. What I was reading and how I could apply it to what, what is, God was working on in my life. I'd ask them, um, when's the last time they talked to their mom and dad, how they were doing in their studies, ask them how I could serve them better. It really wasn't much about basketball. And then that combined with practice all the time when you spend together, then that relationship grew with a lot of guys and they would come over to our house. My wife would cook for them and they would spend time with our children, myself. And I I was going to schools and doing clinics. I'd take them with me along with our wife and kids. And it just... The ministry became, instead of my wife and family becoming separate, it became all a group. And we spent a lot of time together with those guys. You spend that time together and, and God is working. It was neat to see the relationships that formed as a result of it.
0: Give us an update on your family, just briefly. I know you have six kids. I think a lot of people that know you would know some of them. Just give us a brief update on where they're at.
2: Okay. Well, Val and I are are happy to be back here at CSU and we live in Wolsey dorm uh, as the dorm parents. We're happy to serve in that that capacity. Our oldest son, JC, is married. He got married a year ago uh, in August to Cali um, and they are, he is uh, recovering from an injury. He's still trying to pursue a career playing basketball, whether here in the States or overseas. Um, Our daughter, Johanna, she celebrated her second wedding anniversary she married Christian Collins, and uh, they are in Schenectady, New York. Christian works for Youth for Christ. And Johanna is, uh, she oversees, she's the production manager uh, at P1 Industries, a manufacturing company in Schenectady. And
0: Christian's uh, an alumnus of this, the school. Yes, I had the you, privilege.
2: Right? He, I coached Christian all four years. We call him Crit uh, all four years. Um, and then our daughter, Jessie, just graduated from college. She has a degree in canine behavior and management. She trains service dogs. And Madison is a sophomore in college. She runs cross country and uh, is majoring in psychobiology at Albright University in Reading, Pennsylvania. And then Michael is a senior, and Matthew's a sophomore at Abington Heights High School. And you know, Paul, we should we should have Mike
1: do um, a micro course for the school.
0: What do you mean by a micro
1: course, Jim? Well, I mean just kind of a a short, a non credit course. It would. You know, we just have a certain number of sessions and people could could sign into it, you know, pay a couple of bucks for it and then pick up on something that Mike would have to offer for us. I mean, what do you think of that idea?
0: I think it's a great idea, Jim. We already beat you to it. <laughs> Mike's been asked to teach uh, a micro course called uh, Parenting with Purpose. And you want to give us uh, kind of an overview of that, Mike?
2: Yes, as, as I'm going through and preparing for that, my wife and I, when we sat down and, and, and you know, parenting is is a challenge. We're blessed with six children and they were all different. And we said, if you, you know, the adage, if you don't know what you're aiming for, you won't ever hit it. So uh, we sat down and prayed and, and talked with many older couples and came up with some things that we thought that we wanted to do as parents. We could hold each other accountable to. And uh, we're going to be talking about that in in our Michael course. We give some words for the day to our family still due to this day. Today's word, ironic, Typically, is we give a word, and then a definition, uh, today's word is gratitude, and it means to be thankful for what you have and not focused on what you don't have. Um, and First Thessalonians 5.18, and everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Um, that's what separates us as believers in this world. We, it's easy to complain. So things of that nature and just some things that we have found that have, uh, you know, again, we don't have all the answers, and we're, we're very thankful to the Lord and His word. So the word of the day, now, is there any way that we could get a hold of those words? Well, we are doing some of those things here at CSU and uh, Discover CSU on their Facebook and their Instagram site. I do a word for the week. Um, The word for this week, uh, last week, was humility. And it's not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking about yourself less. In Philippians 2, when Jesus emptied himself Paragraphs before that, he said, look out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. That's something that an unbelieving world will find believable if we as his believers are able to carry that out and to live humbly. Uh it's it's easy because you know all of our social media is all posting. Uh, well, first John says the boasting of what a man has and does, the pride of life. It's all about what we do. That was our word for this past week. We try to do little things like that, little practical things that help us
1: uh, in our walk with Christ. Okay, so that'll give us a little bit of taste while you're putting this course together. And no, no pressure, Mike, but you know, sooner is better than later on that.
0: Yes, so
2: yes.
1: Go ahead and chase it. Anything else, Paul?
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, Mike, you, you travel around a lot and all your connections. Like, What what do you see in general our alumni family doing when you're out there? Like, What, what is it, I don't know, commonalities or what, what is it about our alumni that you see from your perspective that may, might encourage us?
2: I would say that our alumni... Are leading by serving. They, uh, they got a great Bible education here, and they are using, uh, Dr. Lyle, as you taught me principles of Bible study, they're using the things that they learn in, in principles of Bible study in their own study, uh, but they caught the vision of leading by serving. You serve God, and you serve others, and that's true leadership and uh, uh, their knowledge of God's Word is is very encouraging.
0: Mm, that's a, that's an encouragement to us to hear, you know, whether the young alumni, recent alumni, or alumni that have been out of here for thirty four years that, that that they're serving faithfully in a variety of of ways and and platforms. So I I'm sure that's a a nice perk of your job is going around and seeing yes. uh, alumni like that.
2: Yes, and you know, quite frankly, I go to a lot of the schools where my guys are because that there that's a natural in for us to help us. As we're, we're working to build enrollment, you know, my guys, uh, I'm happy to see them. They're happy to see me and helping uh, to assist in uh, in recruitment. Well, some of our folks
1: listening may want to get you into their Christian school or have you come to a camp, do something like that, local church ministry. So we'll just tell them to either go to mshaw at clarksummitu.edu or call the college number and they can get a hold of you there. That's right. And so we're going to wait for that uh, micro course to come out. We're going to enjoy that. And uh, for now, Mike, really do appreciate uh, what you've opened your heart for God to do through you Mm -hmm. in several different ways here at the school. I don't know what this place would be without you. And I'm sure glad that I can serve along with you. Thanks for spending the time with us.
2: Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks. I love working here. Thank you.
0: Once again, we want to thank Mike Shaw for joining us today for that conversation. I look forward to more conversations with alumni and friends of CSU. If you'd like to get in touch with Mike Shaw, uh, you can email him at mshao at clarksummitu.edu. That's m-s-h-o-w at clarksummitu.edu. Feel free to invite him to speak at your church, youth group, Christian school, or other event. I am confident he'll do a great job for you as he represents CSU. See you next time on the CSU podcast.